The Beer EDU Podcast, Episode 8, 2018 Year in Review. Welcome to the Beer EDU Podcast, the podcast for educators that love to learn and share ideas with fellow educators over beers, with your hosts, Kyle Anderson and Ben Dixon. Hey there, Kyle. Benjamin, how are you, sir? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. It's the holiday time, and I guess we should start by introducing ourselves. I am Ben Dixon. You can uh, check me out on Twitter at BDixonNV. Or check out my WordPress, uh, bdixonnv at wordpress.com. I am half of the Beer EDU podcast. And and I am Kyle Anderson, the other half of the Beer EDU podcast. You can find me on Twitter at AndersonEdTech. Or you can follow my blog at www.AndersonEdTech.net. So you mentioned... It's the holiday season. This is the furthest we have been apart while recording this. Yes, we are. We are. We're in two different states. We are. You are still at home in Reno. I am at my parents' house in Cottonwood, California, which is about 15 minutes south of Redding. Yes. And I actually just got back a little bit ago from a field trip. Yes. West Coast Mecca. Yes. I went on a field trip to Chico and visited the Sierra Nevada brewery tap room and restaurant, had some lunch, tasted several beers, and it actually got me up very close to a milestone. That milestone that we will be celebrating on this show today. And that milestone is on my untapped app. I am at 999 unique check-ins beers. Wow. That is, that is pretty impressive. Since and I'm like on maybe twenty. Well, you started working on that app. I started. Way yeah, behind. you started a couple months ago. I started in August of 2015. Okay, well there you go. So you're you're like almost four years in. Maybe it was 2016. Either way, I, I got a little bit of a head start on you. Yeah, you did. So, you did. but That's speaking true. of beer, um, why don't we tell the listeners a little bit about what we're having today yes. on this special episode? All right. All right, why don't you start, Kyle? What do you what do you got to show? For my one thousandth check in, unique check in on Untapped, I'm going with the Anchor Brewing Company, our special ale twenty eighteen, and is also right. known as the Merry Christmas and Happy New Year beer. Ah, okay. this one's really cool because they've been making this beer since nineteen seventy five, but it's a different recipe, and it's different artwork every year. Oh, right. So. This is cool. this is a winter warmer style, and we're actually going to talk a little bit about this more in our segment today on Learn About Beer. Uh, this year's version is 6.9% on the ABV, and it's 40 IBU, and then it's very malty. It's got a lot of those holiday spices like your nutmeg in it, and mm-hmm. then on the nose, it's very piney. It is very tasty. So like I said, we're going to talk a little bit more about winter warmers later on um but i think you're sticking with the theme too and uh with your beer today i am i am and here's my unique check-in get ready for it number 20 yes 
<laughs> so mine is from Ninkasi uh, out of Oregon, out of Eugene, Oregon. I love these guys. These guys always bring it. Um, it is their winter ale, ap- aptly named the Slayer Winter Ale. And it's got the best. It's got the best bottle artwork, in my opinion. I'm a fan of this. I have not had this year's version. I haven't had it in a couple years, but I remember a few years ago having this beer for the first time and telling my wife, "I don't care if this beer is terrible. Just the name <laughs> and the artwork alone are amazing." Oh, yeah. Where you had Santa Claus in a sleigh throwing up the horns in the style of yep. everybody's favorite metal band, Slayer. Of course. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the first time I ever saw it. That's what stopped me. I was like, I saw a bomber of it in the, in my local grocery store. And I'm like, what is this? And like I said, yeah, it's been a couple of years. I, I, I try to buy some every year. Always good. It's, it's a 7.2 ABV, um, about 60 IBUs. Um, it is a typical, in my opinion, it's it's a pretty typical um, holiday beer. It's got that holiday spice, little um, a little more hoppy, I think, than some. Uh, maybe a little more hoppy than maybe like your celebration from Sierra Nevada, but definitely um, definitely a good one. Definitely. Yeah, like I said, I haven't had it in a couple of years, but I do need to go out and pick up a bottle of this one uh, for this year, just because it's been a couple of years I haven't had one. So. Yeah. Well, I, I, I have some, I, I might have, it might be, it might be on a special deal at my local liquor store. So I might have more than a little okay. bit. So, so when you get back to town, well, that'll be next <laughs> week. So we'll have to meet, meet up and right on. I still have my gift for you. That bottle of Founders, uh, I have something Founders Canadian breakfast out. So yes, we will need to crack that open yes, for sure. Indeed. So, well, Ben, this week, you know, we normally go with yes. themes, for each week, right. and while I guess you could still call us a theme, but we decided to go this year with a little year in review because, in my opinion, yeah. and I think I speak for you as well, that 2018 was kind of a big year for both of us. It was, uh, yeah, there was a lot of stuff. I mean, I started when when you brought up the topic, and I started thinking about it. I'm like, what happened? And then I was like, holy cow! Like there was a lot. I mean, definitely for you, definitely you have some major life changes. I would say. Um, but still, definitely some some stuff happened this year. Yes, and, you know, I definitely had some major things happen. But, I mean, you had yeah. some pretty major things yeah. take place, too, that yeah. just, a, just a little bit different than what mine are. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, yeah, we all had – we had stuff happen. And I, I was thinking about that because I know most people think about this time of year. They kind of reflect back on, on like, what happened. I was I was in, in preparing for, for this – for this podcast, I started thinking about like what happened and I went back and I, I looked at my, I took a look at my blog, which, oh my gosh, I have not updated since uh, the first episode of this podcast. So that got me thinking about some stuff, but yeah, there's, there's some stuff we need to share. So I think, I think you should share with us, you know, what happened to you in 2018, Kyle? <laughs> well, I mean, if you have not heard yet, I had a major life change take place where I packed up where I had been rooted for 13 years in the city of Las Vegas right. and I moved 450 right. miles North to Reno. Right. You moved away from your beloved hockey. Team. I did. Yes, I ah, did. So, I mean, I'm still a Red Wings <laughs> fan at heart, uh, growing up as a Red Wings right. fan, but man, the Vegas golden Knights have really, they, they've had stolen my heart as well. So yes, I, I used to being able to watch them all the time and go to games. And then I moved away from them, but I still get to see them on TV quite a bit. So, but um, that's true, you know, and it wasn't just something that we 
the family we decided to do out of nowhere. I mean, really, if you want to get down to it, a few years ago before kids, my wife and I had tried to move up to Reno, but it just didn't work out at the time. Okay. Um, but right. this time, the way it worked out was it was Mary had been applying to grad school for several years. She okay. has been trying yeah. to get a master's in speech pathology for several years now, and she just was having a hard time finding the right fit, getting into a school. Okay. And she applied right. to several more again this year. And I told her, wherever you get into, we'll go. So the first one she got into was a school in Michigan where we'd grown up, Grand Valley State University. And oh, okay. she got into that one back in February and we still hadn't heard anything for a few weeks. So it was looking like there was possibly a move to Michigan. And then in okay. mid to late March, she got the call that University of Nevada in Reno had accepted her as well. So then it became, well, we know we're moving, but now where? So now right. we're just kind of right. going back and forth on where we're going to go. And after a lot of discussion, it was ultimately decided that we would make the move to Reno rather than Michigan. Okay. So, right. Right so on. in July, we packed up our family yes. and all of our belongings, <laughs> a four-bedroom house, and moved yep. a lot of it into a storage unit and the rest of it and, into a two-bedroom apartment. And Yep. And somehow you fit it all in that truck, and I, I still don't know how you did that. <laughs> yes, the 26-foot U-Haul that looks a lot bigger than it really yes. is. Yes. <laughs> so... But um, right on. Yeah. And you made the you made the drive from from the really, really hot to the sort of hot in the summer, I guess. Well, you, the day we Vegas. moved was July 26th and it yeah. was 115 degrees and about 40 percent humidity on that day, mm -hmm. which the humidity part's a rarity in Las Vegas. It just so happened there right. had been a lot of rain through the monsoon this past year. Uh, right. So. As we were watching that go in the rearview mirror, I said, I, I'm not going to miss that so much. And then we got to Reno, and it was hot. Local. Yes. It was like 95 degrees. Yeah. So, yeah, which is hot. It here. is. We get 100, you know, yeah. I mean, here people are like, oh, my gosh, it's like 98 degrees. But, yeah, nothing like Vegas Right. Hot. So, I, but I feel that when it's hot in Reno, it's sometimes almost as bad as Las Vegas, though, because the elevation makes the sun just beat that much harder. It does. Yeah, it does. It does. And, and, you know, as, as you're experiencing, well, you're, you're in Chico, you're, you're in California when you get back and we have the temperature that is today of, uh, I believe 30 degrees, maybe 31. I think in my car, it was 34. Yes. Point, I saw right? that because so. today it's 55 here at <laughs> Cottonwood, a little bit of Ooh. wind. Um, I did not get out on the bike this morning. Like I had the last wow. few days, uh, cause the wind was a little kicked up a little bit. So, right. but, uh, <laughs> No, people on the East Coast are going to hate oh, us. Oh, they, they probably already do. You're right. So, but <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I did see that uh, at home. It was only about 30 degrees today. So, yeah. and then overnight, yeah. like in the high teens. So, yeah. But, but it's still, I grew up in Michigan. It's no big still, deal. Yeah. The sun still shines. We're right. okay. We're, if that's the thing we're complaining about, then really. Come right. On. So, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about right something on. you did this year. Because uh, your first one's so, amazing. Um, oh yeah. So, so as people know, I am currently the, uh, I'm an assistant principal, uh, in my school district, um, at an elementary school, a K well, pre-K through six school. But one of the things I got to do really, really last year, I mean, kind of at the beginning of, of last year, 2017 school year is, um, I got to do 
the guest principal gig. So my, we have what's called an area superintendent. So my area superintendent is in charge of two high schools, four, four uh, middle schools, maybe. Yeah, four. I, I, I do the math in my head there. And, uh, and a lot of elementary schools. And she, she is an amazing, amazing lady. And she, she uh, had these opportunities because different principals had to leave their building um, where they needed an administrator to cover their building. So, so she said, hey, you uh, need to get some experience uh, being a principal because um, ultimately that is my goal, have my own building. So, so she slotted me in for multiple guest principal gigs. So, you know, I got to, I got to do uh, a, week, a week at uh, a really tiny elementary school for, for a principal who is a good friend of mine who I worked for while she was gone. And then I actually got to do a guest principal at my, uh, really my neighborhood school. It's like up the street from my house. I was there for a week. Um, I did a few days where my own kids went to school, kind of uh, down the street, kind of in your neighborhood uh, where you're living. And then, uh, and then I ended the, my school year um, for almost two and a half months at a, at a, at a um, elementary school uh, for a friend of mine who had had a baby. So um, I finished out the year at her school and man, I got to tell you, I, I hats off to Katie Weir. I mean, she's an amazing lady, um, an awesome principal. I knew her as an AP when she was an AP at the school kind of down the street from the school I'm at. And man, she is by herself with over 700 kids. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, holy cow. And that, it was a great experience, a great school. Um, it was super fun to be there. Um, there were some friends of mine that I, that I'd known from the beginning of my career, people that I had actually gone to school with, um, at the university, a couple of teachers there, um, a teacher, uh, a couple of teachers that I'd worked with at other schools. So it was, it was super cool. So kids were super awesome. It was, um, I will, I will share this funny story. I'm walking down the hallway and this parents coming down the hallway towards me and and he says hey and he goes cub scouts and he's pointing at me and i'm all asked thinking do we have cub scouts at this school am i gonna tell you where to go and he goes don't you remember and i said no man i have i i don't know what you're talking about and he's like it's me rob and so turns out that he is my elementary school friend <laughs> who were in cub scouts wow. together who is a parent at that school? So, so you're talking like 40 yeah. years later, he recognized you. Wow. Yeah, totally. He recognized me. And I, I, I am like, I felt bad because I'm like, oh my gosh, how do I know you? But then, but then once he told me, then I totally could see it. In fact, in fact, I, uh, I brought him, I have uh, pictures from elementary school in my office uh, because I am currently the assistant principal at the school I went to elementary school in. And I have these pictures, so I brought him one to show him and we were, we were laughing about that. So super awesome experience um, and I'm super grateful. Um, I just, and she, she continues to, uh, my area superintendent continues to help me out. I just finished this year, uh, had a principal also who uh, had to have surgery. So I covered her school. Um, for a couple of weeks, my own wife, who had to have a bunion surgery, so she's having her uh, an issue with her foot. Um, I got to cover her school for a week, which was kind of fun. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's super fun. You get to be the guest principal. It's kind of like being a grandparent, <laughs> or or uh, somebody like, that doesn't have their own dogs. You go rile up their dogs, someone else's yeah, dogs, yeah, and then you, there you go. So. Yeah, yeah. 
get to play basketball with different kids and stuff. I mean, and there's stuff you have right. to do, but it is, it has been a great experience. So super fun, awesome Good. experience. Um, how about you, man? There's, you had a change in your profession. I did. I, you know, not only do I make this move, uh, from Southern Nevada to Northern Nevada, but in the process of that, you, you obviously, you got to find a job. So, you know, it's not oh, just yeah. something that's kind of important. It's not just something I was independently wealthy enough to just pack up and move <laughs> and then, uh, you know, sit and record podcasts and drink beer all day with yeah. you. But a professional podcaster. True Come on. story. It'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> but, so maybe someday. Uh, but yeah. in the process of that, all of the different areas in which I was licensed for, there wasn't really anything available. So, wasn't really yeah. any social studies out there. PE and health was, you know, PE and health is hard to get anyway, let right. alone when right. you're moving into a new district. And then, well, and, and really a, a smaller district. Absolutely. Than where you came so, from. <laughs> and then administration wise, there wasn't anything available for a multitude of reasons. Right. And I just wasn't sure I wanted to, you know, spread myself thin with uh, my wife not working um, at the time right. anyway by going to administration. So, I had to keep my options open and uh, Washoe County presented me with the opportunity that, you know, if you're willing to take a handful of classes over the course of three years, we'll hire you as a special ed teacher. I said, well, I'm absolutely interested because a, I need a job. I mean, that was the ultimate reason, but at the same time though, I mean, I've always enjoyed uh, being able to work with students one-on-one. So something I was definitely interested in anyway. Um, So I was presented that option with Washoe County and then I also interviewed with Carson City School District and was presented with the right. same option. And ultimately, Carson City offered me a position that I accepted in late May. It was actually, I think it was the last day of May, if I remember right. So um, so now I'm teaching special education. I'm almost done with my degree program for that. Right. So yeah. flying right along through that. And uh, my department chair actually asked me the other day, um, if a special or excuse me, a social studies position opened up, if she was, if I was going to leave her department to go take that. And I said, no, I'm, I'm staying right here because I really enjoy what I'm doing here. And then I jokingly told her, I go, and besides, I don't have to grade stuff and write lesson plans. I can, I can write IEPs <laughs> instead. I'd much rather write an IEP. <laughs> so, wow. So, wow. That, I don't think I've ever heard one of my special education teachers. Well, say that. <laughs> I may, they probably never taught AP us history though, either. Lesson planning and grading can be pretty darn intense. So, don't but know. don't get me wrong, I still enjoy More power I'm to very you. happy being able to co-teach in uh, social studies. So yeah. I still get my well, social that, studies and, fix. And I know we talk about that, and it, it sounds like you have a great gig, you know, down in Carson. Absolutely. And, and, and your principal that you are working for is... She used to work in my district, very well respected. Uh, so it's awesome. That's an awesome opportunity. And on top of that, I still get to toy around with the tech. I get to help people out yeah, with that. For sure. I do a, a couple hours on Wednesdays. I help out uh, with Leanne Morris at the district level uh, teaching. She right. calls it Tech Cafe, uh, where it right. helps teachers to implement technology into their lessons. So I still get to toy around with that and do all that good, fun stuff too. Well, and, and you are, yeah, I, I, it, you should add that not only are you teaching social studies during the day, but then you are teaching outside of that multiple classes for your district so yeah you're not just doing one job but i feel like you're maybe doing two. Oh well <laughs> on top of the teaching special ed full-time 
working once a week with the tech cafe. I do teach yeah. a couple nights of adult ed right now as well. So, and yeah. I tell you what, that was, cool. that was something that in the beginning, it was kind of the thought was I need to pick up some extra hours to make right. up for the fact my wife's not working, but I'm really enjoying teaching the adult ed as well, because you're talking about people that for whatever reason may be, didn't have the credits to graduate. And now they're coming in order to get those right. credits. And it's just, it's really cool to see, uh, people coming back to be able to do that. So, and to be a part of that. Really that is cool. awesome. That's super awesome. That is super and I get cool. to see social studies with that. So I'm getting my fix there too. Right. Well, that's true. Right on, right on. Well, um, so I, so something else, and we're talking about like, I, other than my, other than my guest principal gig, that was kind of my big, my big professional, uh, change. Um, you started with kind of a personal one. I'm going to talk about a personal one. So, so I, I haven't really shared very much about my family really on the podcast. I mean, people know me, know my wife is a principal in this district that I work in. She's been a principal for a long time. Um, kind of like definitely a mentor to me in terms of my leadership. And we have two amazing kids. So both of my kids um, who are young adults, um, my son graduated from the University of Nevada last at last winter. So at the beginning of of 2018 I guess we could say so kind of kind of spring it's winter graduation is weird so that was a big deal graduated with his degree in neuroscience and a minor in organic chemistry stuff that I have no idea something that I was very interested <laughs> a long time ago but that's way over my uh, head now well, yeah there was a point when my kid like got into high school where I went I have no idea what you're studying and in, in this mathematics class so good luck to you <laughs> So my son graduated, finished his degree, and then um, promptly decided, you know what, I want to get a business degree. So um, he is currently working on a business degree. So I have no doubt that he will finish that probably probably faster than normal. Um, I am not sure where he comes from. I, mean, I think it's my wife's genetics is what I'm thinking. Um, but he finished that. Uh, and then along with that, my daughter, who's also a student at the university, but she is a uh, – Currently, she's finishing her junior year. She uh, ended up doing a study abroad program in Italy. So spent uh, an entire semester in Italy studying. Um, she's a uh, history history major and a dual major in history and, and art history. And so she went to Italy to study. And uh, we got the opportunity to go visit her over spring break. So super exciting. Got to go to Rome, all kinds of stuff. Got to go see where my daughter's living. Um, so that, that was pretty much, that was like a big deal for us in, in our family. I mean, my kids, which I still can't believe are both, um, adulting, so to speak somewhat. <laughs> yeah. And, and part of her, uh, part of your daughter's adulting involves my wife. Occasionally my wife yes, that's at true. the library on Nevada's yes. campus here and there and chatter. That's up, true. So. Yep. Yeah. My daughter works at currently she's back from Italy, still studying. She's got another, She'll finish this semester and then has one more semester to go and then is applying to graduate schools. But she also works at the university in the medical library. Yeah, where your wife, she sees your wife quite a bit. I know the, the, where your wife's classes are right next yeah, door. If my so, wife, yeah, it's a if small. If my wife's world. not at class or at home, you probably find her at <laughs> She's at the library. library. Yeah, apparently nobody goes to the library. My wife, my, my daughter says it's pretty, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, quiet place. She loves, she gets, it sounds like a really great job if you want to study while you're. I work. had one of those in college. 
I, I worked a gig in the um, dorms. You had the front oh, desk yeah. person where oh, you come in for information go. or whatever. I would work a couple nights a week, the midnight to 3 a.m. shift. And nobody oh, would go. come through. So I made like, well, at the time, it was like six fifty an hour. Great money yeah. to get to basically study. Oh, there. See, I, you know what? And I was lucky. I started I, while I was in school. I worked as a the night custodian in an elementary school. That's where I learned to love elementary school. And uh, so I got my I learned really quickly. If you can clean a school quickly, you have some free time to do some studying. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> there so. we go. Right on. Right on. So, well, and really, that, I think were, what we're doing right now, I mean, this is kind of a highlight of the year as well. The creation of this podcast. So I think that is definitely one that we share in terms of a, a big, uh, a, a big event for, for this year. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're at episode eight right now. I think yep. when we were talking about doing it, we probably would imagine ourselves probably closer to like episode 15, Maybe at this yeah. point, but you know what? Life happens. So, yep, but that's I can true. definitely say that I have a lot of fun doing this. And um, I, I always, I still find it hilarious when we get on Twitter <laughs> uh, by people oh, that live nowhere near us. I mean, if it was, if it was people yes. we worked with saying, Hey, I heard the podcast, it, it'd be like, Oh, cool. Right. Thanks. You know? When we've got right. people from like Indiana and Michigan and Texas yeah. that are contacting us, I just I I'm dumbfounded by that, and it's just it's just so surreal and hilarious at the same time. Yeah, yeah it, it is super cool, and I am super excited for for anybody. If I get any feedback, if we get feedback from anybody that listens, I'm I'm so grateful that people take the time to to listen to us, kind of ramble on about stuff that we we find interesting, and I'm I'm always shocked. Um, I ran into someone having breakfast with my dad, who who's uh, someone I worked with and I do work with in our district, another administrator. And he was like, hey, I can't wait for the next episode. And I was like, whoa, man, you you listen to our podcast? Like, I didn't even know that he even knew yeah. we had a podcast. So kind of cool. Definitely kind of cool. So I would say definitely that's a highlight for this year. So I, I think we both had some stuff, ha- some stuff happen next year, 2019. We'll see what's going to happen. Hopefully we get in more than eight episodes. I, I think. think we'll be, once we start getting into yeah. a little better routine, I think we're going to be yep. in a lot better shape. So I would really love to get into the routine. Like uh, our friends, Tom and Mike yes. with the toes of Stock tech. Oh, totally. Where they're kicking yeah. once a week, maybe once every two weeks, you know, Ryan and yeah. Brian and check this out. They're usually clockwork every week, week and a half, two weeks or something. So right. we, we'll, We'll get it figured we're out. We're going to get there. We'll get we'll it figured out. And we're, we're, we can get to 100 episodes like those two guys, uh, Ryan and Brian. Oh, I've been And then uh, Tom and Mike are really close to 100 now, too. So I'll be, uh, okay. we gotta catch yeah, I'll be stoked if we could ever get <laughs> anywhere near that. So, well, 2019, man, we here we, we come. Go. So, right. So, but this isn't just about us. We want to know yeah. what some of everybody else's biggest accomplishments are yeah. and favorite things about 2018 as well. So, um, if you are interested in letting us know, we will share those on the air. Email us at beeredupodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us using beeredupod hashtag, or you can hit us up on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, we'll share some of the ones that come across us on our next episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, hit us up, and we'd love to hear, like, what, what were your highlights of last year? And now I think it's time that we learn about some. Yes, let's do that. So we both – 
well, went with winter themed beers this time around. So, and that got me thinking a little bit about, well, my style for sure is called a winter warmer. Yours is uh, considered okay. a winter ale, but still very, very close. Yes. So that got me thinking a little bit about what is a winter warmer beer. So now we know those summer beers that are, they tend to be really light. They're refreshing, sometimes fruity. Yeah. They're designed to cool you off. It's a 95 degree day in Reno. Or it's a 115 yep. degree day in Las Vegas. And you're not going to be pounding down a stout. So no, oh, something yeah, nice sure, and light sure. and refreshing. So winter warmers, on the other hand, they're going to be the other way around because depending on where you're at, East Coasters right now are saying like, that's not winter where you're at. But a winter right. warmer is going to be something that's going to be a little bit heavier to try to warm you up. So these, uh, they tend to be very malty, so very malt heavy, yeah. um, reddish brown to almost black in color. The uh, the anchor win- winter warmer that I'm drinking has this really nice like copper color to it. So what is, uh, what's yeah, your... Mine, uh, mine, mine is probably a, a more of a more of an amber, kind of a, a dark... I'd say it's a dark okay. brown, you know, so, not, not as light as a copper, but probably more of a, more of an amber. Definitely not one you can see through. Okay. Let's just say that. So, and then they may or may not, depends on which style, they may or may not have an alcohol warmth to it. So the one that I'm drinking yep. doesn't necessarily have that like alcohol bite to it. Uh, like some mm-hmm. of them do. Um, a lot of them are going to add like holiday type spices, like nutmeg, cinnamon, and allspice. Um, sometimes hop flavors, they tend to be minimal. But um, the the site that I looked at said that English strong ale styles will use hops to put in the holiday flavors that you get, like pine. They'll use the hops to get that pine flavor to right. it. And then, which is also something that's really big right now, a lot of uh, brewers are starting to barrel age these. Right. So you're going to sure. get a lot more of that warmth through that bourbon or that rum barrel. So I had a, I had a rum barrel one earlier in the week that was – it basically tasted like Captain Morgan got into a beer, and it was <laughs> it was definitely strong. I think it was like fourteen point seven percent or something. It was it definitely wasn't drinking a whole one. Yeah, I I have a bottle that is bourbon. I have a bottle of uh, of a winter ale that's been in a bourbon barrel, and it's definitely like a. I think it's like a 13 percent. So definitely right. strong. So now some of these beers that you may have may not have had out there, Deschutes makes their Jubilee Ale. I believe you mentioned that in a previous episode. Yep. Yes, it's one of my yes, also one of my go-to. Uh, Samuel Adams makes one called Old Fezziwig. I don't think I've ever had that okay. one. No, me um, neither. Anderson Valley makes one called Winter Solstice that I've had before. That's really good. Yep. And then of course had uh, the Anchor Merry Christmas Happy New Year. Um, every year a little bit different. And then also you've got your Ninkasi Slayer. Yep. Well, and your, your Sierra Nevada does their celebration. That's that's a big one, especially here yes. on the West Coast. So I believe that one they tend to call that more of an IPA versus a winter warmer. But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's for the holiday season. We'll let that one go this time around. <laughs> so. But right on. Yes, indeed. So. Um, at this point, I'm not sure when we're going to record again. It's definitely going to be in the new year. It will be in 2019. I know that for a fact. I know, uh, I'm on, I'm on break for a little while. Got to do some work, but I know your, your break's a little shorter than mine. Yes. I actually go back on January 7th, whereas you got until what the 14th. Yes. 
yes, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm out till the 14th. Kids are out to the 14th. I will, I will be in and out of work doing some stuff. Um, but yeah, definitely we're out to the 14th, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we can drop an episode kind of right after the new year, kind of talk about plans. Um, I know we don't really have a topic yet. Um, but I know there's lots of discussion around if you're, if you're on Twitter, you got, everyone probably knows about the hashtag one, one word, one word, 2019 for, you know, what you're going to be your word for next year. And that'd be a fun one to actually revisit what we had for 2018. Um, Maybe we can talk a little bit about our one words for 2019 then. So, yeah, we might be doing something like that. If, if you, if you're listening right now and you're like, Oh man, you guys need to talk about, this drop us a line definitely and uh and uh and maybe we'll talk about that but we, we got some plans we're hoping to drop one soon though after this for one. sure so well anyway i think that about wraps things up for this time around i think you're so, right well that being said ben if i don't talk to you i'm sure i will but if i don't you have yourself a fine new year and then when we get to that other, too, we get to that other side there we'll uh We'll have plenty more to talk about again. And then, so for everybody else, until next time, may the malts and the hops be with you. Right on.